first scoreboard. The old firm through the decades. Some call it the greatest derby in the world. It is certainly the game that divides a country. When Celtic play Rangers, Scotland holds its breath. It's life or death to Celtic Rangers fans. Would you have signed for Celtic? No. Would you, Peter, have signed for Rangers? No chance. Absolutely not. Henrik was, um, you know, I call him a freak of nature. You know, 242 goals in 315 games. You know, that, that is just freakish. For me, it's the best Rangers team of all time that we were up against, and that's the biggest compliment I can pay those guys. When you walk in the doors, there's a special aura. When Graham left, David Murray actually just said, what do we need here? And we all said straight away, it's that man there. Our challenge, when, when Graham came in, was to put Celtic off the, the top of the league. I don't care who we lose at me. See if you win a sign for us, you can't lose at me, Rangers. I'd have given the world the old firm is beyond anything I've experienced and ever seen and all that as well and you don't know how it is until you actually experience it yourself each family hands down the mantle supporting their particular team and that'll carry on forever Super Scoreboard the old firm through the decades 0141-951-1025 It's time to talk football It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Rangers lead at the top Sits at 11 points After seeing off Aberdeen In convincing fashion Celtic could only draw At Easter Road With Neil Lennon Questioning the attitude Of his players And the Scottish FA Apologise for the Scotland under 21 Covid outbreak I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight Is Alex Ray And Hugh Evans. You could only describe it As a pivotal weekend In the title race 10 in a row Has started to slip away From Celtic They might have Two games in hand Over Rangers but if you've won only two of your last eight games in all competitions, can you really bank on winning those two games? And it should also be pointed out that the biggest difficulty Celtic have at the moment is that Rangers have been transformed into a right good team under Steven Gerrard. That's a real problem, Alec, when you have to finish above them to win 10 in a row. Yeah, it was another interesting weekend of football. Hugh, three points for Samirin, takes him up to 11th place after the win at Livingston. 10-man Kelly, see off Ross County, got up to the top six. Hibs fail to hold on and have to settle for a point via Celtic. And Rangers romp to a 4-0 win. Plenty to discuss. 0141-951-1025. That is the number you need to get in touch tonight. I've just got a feeling, a hunch, an inclination that it's going to be quite busy. The phone lines are always busy, but at three minutes past six, let me tell you, they're lighting up already. Funny that. I had a feeling that might oh. be the case tonight. 0141-951-1025. What did you make of the weekend's biggest talking points? I suspect lots of you Celtic fans will have quite a bit on your mind after the draw at Easter Road So let's hear it Where did it go wrong At the weekend Where is it going wrong At the moment Lots of you Very critical Of the manager On Saturday Do you stand by that Now Or perhaps Anyone out there Wishes uh, To launch a defence I don't mind I like a bit of balance Let's hear from you On the phone And on Twitter It is a Monday night though Which means you two Get put in the spot Straight away What was your result Of the weekend uh, My result Of the weekend Would have to be Kelly 3 Ross County won after three league defeats on the bounce for Alec Dyer's side. They've played Ross County with 10 men for virtually the whole game after a red card. So, well done, Kelly. 
And Ross County Next two games Celtic and Rangers Oh dear I'm going to go for Jim Goodman St Mirren I thought it was a vital uh, Three points away from home You know their, their, their away form's been really poor They've been struggling to get a result I just thought it was massive for them Yeah I don't think many would argue With those two choices Good start Let's see what you've got On your goal of the weekend I'm going for Nicky Clark oh, To get the choice. win over uh, Hamilton Ackies I felt sorry for the Ackies However Everyone looked at Lauren Shankland at Dundee United But Nicky Clark's been doing a power of good work Is he another one of those players who's been inspired by uh, Steve Clark's composition of the Scotland squad And thinking, I could do that So, I knew his father as well He can't be as greeting faced as his father Yeah, that was a good strike by Nicky Clark I'm going to go for Chris Burke What an impact he had He fainted to shoot with his left Gordon Sucked in the defender Shifted on his right foot And then had it in the postage stamp Top class Good player to be man He's in here on Wednesday night as well So we can oh, ask him all lovely. about it And this is the one That we have a bit more fun about Your howler Of the weekend Who have you got in your sights tonight Is it the referees The strikers Defenders Goalies You tell me It is Bruni The challenge on Martin Boyle Was just daft Neil Lennon called it A, a rush of blood But these moments are significant You know And Celtic at that point Were not in any way Out of the game But it set the tone And Celtic never quite recovered from that So Celtic captain Howler I think you had a few to choose from this weekend oh, by the way I must admit there were a few out there What did you go for? I'm going to go for uh, the boy Hanlon The dying seconds Injury time You just have to clear the ball Fire up the pitch as you like Unopposed And he hits it five yards to Laxall Drop two points A body blow for Hibs at that stage Having put so much in Okay, 0141-951-1025 What's on your mind tonight? Let the guys know what you're thinking You can tweet as well At Clyde SSB Obviously, Hugh, the weekend was rounded off By a very good victory for Rangers against Aberdeen mm. Aberdeen will be feeling sore Because they were certainly hit by absentees as well Which I'm sure Derek McInnes um, wasn't too impressed about We'll get to that Covid situation perhaps later on But the Rangers win means more Because of what happened Sure. Saturday afternoon at Easter Road And that, I have very little doubt is, is going to be the main source of frustration On this open line And the Rangers win uh, prompted me to say That 10 in a row is slipping away from Celtic Because, you know When you have a Celtic Rangers situation such as this The focus tends to be on the darker side of the story The manager that's under pressure The team that's not playing for the manager the team that's making the same defensive mistakes time and time again. However, as I said in the introduction, the biggest problem that Celtic have is that Rangers have a better team than they have. And they have a more unified team than Celtic have. And with only three goals lost this season, it's hard to see where a Rangers defeat comes from. Let's hear a bit from Neil Lennon to set the scene He says some of his players showed a laziness and a softness against Hibs He says he was happy how they got back into the game But doesn't understand why they can't do it for 90 minutes Well we controlled the first half Without really penetrating A little bit Our final ball was poor Or a little bit passive in the final third for Malik And, and then we shot ourselves in the foot You know Scott's made a really rash decision Which is unnecessary um, And then the second goal's awful you know, just lazy, free header. And whether it's a free header or the guy gets contact under a challenge, you know, we've got to, we didn't track the run and just let this get the shot off. It's just so easy. And then we give ourselves a mountain to climb and we did it. But our, our attitude and quality in the last 20 minutes was, was excellent. 
but you know that should be for the 90 minutes rather than the 20. Beanie even saves the penalty and we've got two boys stood watching it. You know Murphy's first to react. We've got to get back to, we've got to get a defensive mood on. You know, we're not doing the nuts and bolts of the game anywhere well near enough. There's a softness about us at the minute, defensively, that we need to eradicate. How do you eradicate that, Alex Ray? I fully suspect many people will be on questioning the manager. That's what happens when results don't go to plan. And of course, he signs players, he picks them, he's charged with motivating them. Yeah. Then when you look at some of the guys, Neil Lennon points it out. Scott Bain saves a penalty. You've got players standing with hands on hips at the edge of the box, not seemingly bothered about going in and clearing the danger. Where does the responsibility lie? The blame, if you like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the question was How do they, they solve it, Gordon? It's difficult because Across the back line Duffy's made mistakes Frimpong's made mistakes You look at uh, Beaton At the weekend as well uh, Fell asleep There's been too much Chopping and changing There's not a great deal of confidence In either goalkeeper So until he gets a settled Goalkeeper who he has confidence in A back line Where they can play Week on week And build on Try and get some clean sheets and uh, as I said, it's more difficult than it's actually said. He said a couple of weeks ago as well that it has to change the character, the mood within the dressing room, uh, the defensive mode this weekend. There's clearly things going awry at Parkhead at the moment. With regard to getting into a defensive mode, as Neil Lennon called it, it's November. A third of the season is gone. So why did not have a defensive mode by this time? Okay, 0141-951-1025 Celtic fans, where did it go wrong on Saturday? Where is it going wrong overall? What are your thoughts on the team, on the manager, on your title chances? Let's do it all on the phones and on Twitter as well You'll get us over there at Clyde SSB uh, I think we've got Peter and Paisley on the line, do we? I don't know why it's... No, he's not, he's not there at the moment Let's see what we can do I'll just uh, get back to that in just a second Let's play another clip from Neil Lennon Whilst we try and sort the phone line out uh, I think they're maybe overheating Due to oh. uh, popularity on there tonight Hugh, Neil Lennon again Attitude needs to be better He says he's frustrated The need to show more desire What I'm looking for is a level of performance And getting a run together But the attitude of some of the players Has to be better You know, and it's... I think the game's endemic of our season where we have good spell and then uh, you know a really poor spell and then you know 20 minutes of brilliance you know so they're capable of that but they've got to sort of start really wanting to put it all together for the night it's uh, frustrating it's head scratching we the players have to start concentrating and be a lot more show a lot more desire and what they're showing at the minute this team's capable of going on a good run but they have to be all together they have to be mentally tuned in week in week out and you know it was apparent today that some of them had switched off mentally we don't do the dirty bits of the game well enough at times and uh, we need to get rid of that so- softness you know because teams are highly motivated to play against you and we have to respect that and, and do the dirty bits of the game a lot better you can talk about tactics and formations till you're blue in the face and we do that a lot but it's just a simple thing of one don't give a penalty away when the guy's going away from goal and two either win the first header or just track the runner and get a block on same mistakes same explanations And uh, To say that This team is capable Of going on a good run uh, I don't know where he gets that from uh, Because they've won Two of the last eight And If they are Still making the same mistakes In defence I don't know where you suspect This good run is coming from He, he makes some good points here uh, Neil has continuously said over the, over the period Attitude has to be better Lacking concentration Desire not No togetherness Mentally switched enough All the buzzwords That you don't want to hear Coming for your manager Now when you look back To when they were doing 
The things about getting results Gordon See if you go back Over the course of the season We were sitting here Week on week going Oh they were poor today They've nicked a result And there was about Six, seven, eight mm. games Where they just nicked results And punters were coming on Saying that now What you're actually getting Is the fruit of all that uh, Peter and Paisley Sum up how you're feeling As a Celtic fan tonight Devastated Gutted uh, I just don't even know What we're getting How we're doing guys Yeah, all good Peter I've, just, I've, I've got a few things to say Neil Lennon is a manager right The guy has made 33 changes To the team 33 And he keeps trying to try to say The team's lazy The team's this and that He's picking the players I love We Fing Pong Brilliant going forward The guy can't defend To save himself We're actually looking at A goalkeeper in January Rather than focusing on who will go in the sticks, the new we'll spend five million for a keeper. He's on a bench, and right now <clears throat> they're looking at Fraser Foster for January. Is it a panic buy? Is it panic get-ins for January so we can go on this this run that Neil Lennon keeps on saying that we're going to go in? We're still waiting on it. Waiting on it. This guy should have been left long ago and brought in somebody else. Who Neil Lennon? You mean? Neil Lennon needs to go He needs to go He's lost the dressing room He's actually not improving Any player at all I'm looking at that Celtic team And I'm looking at Maybe Laxhall He's probably maybe the one player That's been doing it Week in week out He's been there Scott Brown The guy has just lost his legs To make a silly challenge And what did Lennon say? It was a, a heat of the moment I, I just his, his press conferences Are actually that annoying I don't want to listen to his voice because what he's saying is just looking for excuses. Excuses. Every goal is an individual error. Like I said, Celtic have made, th- well, sorry, Neil Lennon has made 33 changes in that squad. 33, and he's still going to get the proper 11. Disregard of the pandemic or injuries or whatever. But he's got a squad there. It's massive comparison towards Rangers' wage bill or the players' financial, whatever. But we should be putting teams away. Gordon Hibbs, Easter Road, it's just, it's a no-brainer. I just, I just don't get why Peter Lawwell is sitting watching this, sitting listening to us phoning in. What else is it going to take for him to change Neil Lennon to go? We need a change now or we're never ever going to get to him. This is never going to happen again. Never. And he, this guy has made 33 changes to his squad and yet he still can't come up with his 8-11. My last words on Saturday night's programme were... Peter, do it now or forever hold your peace. And I'm waiting to find if Celtic do it now because I have to examine the disconnect between the manager and the dressing room. I'm not sure about this phrase, lost the dressing room, but there seemed to be some kind of disconnect there. When the Champions League was lost at Celtic Park, Neil Lennon came out and said there were players at the club who didn't want to be there. Then after another bad result, it was there is no justification in saying I should lose my job. And now we've gone from the defence is fragile to they're soft or they're lazy or their attitude's bad. I don't know that you can have that kind of relationship with the the modern day 21st century player. Uh, They... For me, that they switch off if it's a constant hammering like this. They're not doing well enough. That's patently obvious. But for me, the main concern is the disconnect between the manager's office and the dressing room. What do you see within the performance, Alex, that is below what it should be or, or what we're used to seeing? 
Uh, I think they are obviously conceding a lot more goals than they have ever done. I think when you go back to the last couple of years, they're probably the, the best defensive record uh, in the league. Uh, so that's the first aspect. If you can't keep the back door open, you're always susceptible. So when he talks about that softness, that fragility, you recognise that? Yeah, without a doubt. You, 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 the fact is, we've got Peter on the line here. He's mentioned 31 pl- uh, players. Now, he's had a right good pop. Neil Lennon's got to go. He's got to do this. Now, there might be an argument for that because of the results, 2-8. and eight. Then you have to factor in the 31 players. How many have actually stood up to the mark? That is a bigger question as well because they guys can impact it on a weekly basis. You look at Elanusi, who's had some decent form with 12 goals. But in general, his play has not been brilliant. You look at guys like Brown, like he says. You look at McGregor. I love McGregor. I think McGregor's actually technically very good. Probably one of the best midfielders, if not, in Scotland. Flown, he's dipped as well. And I think Peter hits on something really important there. The players are regressing. Uh, Hugh talks about the disconnect. There's clearly things going on there because they don't seem to be pulling their weight. And Hugh says there that losing a dressing room. Believe me, I've been in dressing rooms as a manager that I felt as if I've lost them. I spoke to a, 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 a... Ex-Rangers manager yesterday Who had been in dressing rooms That he'd lost I've been in a dressing room As a player And knowing that the manager's A dead man walking Because the players Are not pulling their weight So unless they start Getting results and performances soon Then the, the, the pressure's really on Thank you very much Peter For kicking us off You know things are bad When the manager's voice In his press conference Is annoying you uh-huh. uh, According to Peter uh, Kevin Let me bring in you As a Celtic fan Are you Blaming the manager as well Or do the players Need to take a bit more Responsibility how are you all doing alright? Yep, good uh, Just a couple of quick points But see for me Lennon Lennon's to blame The bug stops with him So He's the manager These, all, these guys are always Banging on about This is a results driven business Well two wins and eight What does that uh, What kind of What kind of results is that For the defending champions It's, it's atrocious The players they need, they need a strip down as well Because once they're there that white line, it shouldn't really, I guess it shouldn't really matter who the manager is, but I see laziness, I see lack of intensity. Uh, a couple of players spring to mind. The main one for me and Cham, how he gets into that team sometimes instead of Turnbull is an absolute mystery. Turnbull, best player, young player in Scotland last season, maybe season and a half. He, he must be wondering if he's made the wrong decision already and we're not even in, we're not even in December. Um, so, it's, it's, it's a shambles what's going on. Neil Lennon's been brilliant for us and there's no case of, uh, you know, spitting the dummy out or anything. But when you see the inconsistency performance, even when we're winning, we're terrible. When Dermot Desmond comes out after a 5 0 win and says the performance was atrocious, and that's in September, I tell you, it's not getting any better, it's got worse. It's not getting better, it's getting worse. Um, Just let me ask you, Kevin, so. Where is your confidence level That Neil Lennon is the man To turn this around Zero Zero What do you do I mean I'd be I know he's a big Rangers But I, I would love Alex's opinion on this Because I, I think he makes a lot Of really good points Every night And say and he, I, I'm interested to see What he thinks Do the Celtic board Take the chance And say do you know what We'll continue well And back him again In January Why? I mean my it's, a, it's, a, it's a huge gamble My experience of these matters Over the decades Watching managers Go in and come out of Celtic Park and Ibrox My experience would lead me To tell you That If it hasn't happened by now It's not going to happen Because there tends to be An immediate response When Celtic fall 11 points behind You cannot guarantee The two games in hand Will be won uh, even if they were You're still five points behind You've still got to go to Ibrox On the 2nd of January 
But my experience would tend to make me think that it's not going to happen and that the status quo will remain. But you look at the season overall, Champions League, it was huge for Celtic when they're losing money and it was lost at Celtic Park. The Europa League, one point so far, uh, none at Celtic Park. Uh, and the, the progress of the league, simply not good enough. But the bottom line for me is, I don't think Dermot Desmond and or Peter Lowell are going to jump. The the biggest issue for me, Kevin, is that um, where does Celtic go for here if they are considering this, this move to get rid of Neil? Now, they've got a manager there who's in situ. Then you have to weigh up who they've actually got uh, lined up. Is it going to be somebody for six months? You know, to, to, to see you at the end of the season Are you targeting a longer term project Medium to long term Gordon Because you, like a plaster over something Now is it going to guarantee it and Then you have to think Who's actually going to come for six months Because regardless who you bring in If they don't if they don't secure ten Then literally out the door They'll no survive next year The fans won't tolerate it So they have got so Do many Do you think so? Even if they went on a you know a brilliant winning run And, and just got pipped because Rangers kept winning every game Possibly, not be but, possibly but then the pressures will be the best start of next year Gordon Because of the, the magnitude What's your own thoughts Kevin? Well, just a really quick point Just talking about Alex there See me personally He, he gave an interview in the paper no long ago um, Said he's really desperate to get back into work I would be sounding out Martin O'Neill That's what I would be And I know the relationship between him and Lennon But I would be sounding him out and in regard to what Alex said, um, Alex, I'm not sure if I totally agree with you about if a manager comes in and get binned after six months because it won't be tolerated. The Rangers on the other side of the city, they've got a manager that's the only manager in Rangers history who survived three seasons without a trophy. So, I mean, it's happened at Rangers. So, they say they've got to, Celtic have got to sack a guy if they don't win 10 in a row because it's not his fault. Kevin, Ke- new Ke- guy. Kevin, Ma- Steven Gerrard get backed after three years. Yeah. So. No, listen, Molly reasoning for actually coming up with that is because of whoever is behind us. If it's if if, if Rangers going to win ten in a row, Peter Lawwell, the the recruitment, the players, this will live long in the memory, Kevin. And see if somebody's trying to pick up the slack at the beginning of next year with that hanging over them. Good luck, Kevin. Thank you very much. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. We'll speak to more of you next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard 01419511025 On the phones At Clyde SSB On Twitter Let's just get stuck right back in Because the phone lines are red hot It's lighting up like nobody's business in here William is a Celtic fan from Motherwell Same question to you William How would you sum up your feelings as a Celtic fan tonight? Hi Gordon Hi uh, Hi panel Hi Um, um, I would say it's as a Celtic fan tonight, I'm shocked, to be quite honest. Um, I think we've waited too long. Um, firstly, what I'd like to say is Celtic as a business, and as a business, it's failing. And when business fails, the people who are running the business are supposed to look at why it's failing. And it's failing, quite quite simply, we've got the wrong manager. Now, Rangers are playing brilliant just now, absolutely brilliant. And see, to be honest with you, I don't see that changing. I mean, there's been a lot of talk about two games in hand. Forget the two games in hand. You've got to win them. And I think Hugh touched on that on Saturday. You have to win the two games in hand. And one of them is against Aberdeen. So what I'm saying is, I don't see Celtic winning the two games in hand. I don't see them winning Thursday. So what I want to know is, when is he going to make? When is the people who are running Celtic going to make a decision here? As far as I'm concerned, one more defeat 
and it's gone. It's finished. Um, it might even be finished now. So it's time to make a change, and it's time to make a change urgently. Celtic fans have had enough, and I think I speak for all of us here. We've had enough. You know what I mean? We've, we laid out a lot of money at the start of the season. We have you are possibly not even getting into Celtic Park this year. We probably let the best goalkeeper in Scotland go, um, and now we've got the third choice goalkeeper in goals. We've, we brought a goalkeeper in that most Celtic fans have never heard of. I just wondered, you know, what your views are. We're a business, and we're failing as a business. I I think that uh, you summarise it well that Celtic season has imploded, Rangers season has exploded. Only three goals lost, no games lost. I would make out a case for saying tonight that it's hard to see Rangers losing a game between now and the end of the season. I would also make a case out, William, for saying that you're right. One defeat would certainly do it. Even an, another draw would do it. Uh, bearing in mind that Celtic have to go to Ibrox on the 2nd of January. You're right again about the player recruitment. It has been laughably bad. We don't know about David Turnbull because he, he never gets a chance. Uh, but others that have been brought in for good money, like Barkas in goal, it's been laughably bad. Uh, I don't think Ayeti is showing any signs of being worth the money. Throw in Patrick Kamala, you're, you're now going up and up and up into the millions of pounds lost. Um, and you've got all the other cases like Ball and Golly. And Shane Duffy would be a high-profile well, example at the yeah, moment. Yeah, I mean, he's crossed a lot in wages, but didn't... Well, Two million loan fee as well by all fee, accounts. Yeah. So it, it is laughably bad. And, uh, you know, as I said at the start of the programme, 10 in a row is slipping away. But I'll go back to the point, William. From my experience of watching these matters, if it wasn't done over the weekend, it's not going to be done, I don't think. I think that the the feeling is they're going to persevere with Neil Lennon. I don't know how that makes you feel, William. Well, to be honest with you, um, Mr Lowell or Dermot Desmond or whoever's running Celtic have to look at the bigger picture here. If they, they stick with the manager and if we get to the end of the season we don't win 10 in a row, they're going to have one hell of a lot of empty seats next year. And that's what the, the fans will the fans will act with their, um, with their money and say, well, that's fine. So we'll be going back to flags in the stand and see the people. And I'm sure Mr Lowell, if he is listening tonight, please listen to that because that's the way the fans will react to this. I think that's a, a danger uh, that Peter Lowell and Dermot Desmond have to face up to because this was a unique season. Uh, this was the chance to have bragging rights that might have lasted forever, who knows? Uh, and the season has imploded one third of the way through. Uh, and I cannot overlook the fact too, William, and you've acknowledged this, that Rangers have just got a better team. They've made better signings. Their recruitment has been first class. Celtic's recruitment has been laughable. Uh, and that's why you get to where we are today, William. There's so much to take in here Alex I'm almost like Struggling to know Where to begin Because we're talking Big picture here We're talking transfer strategies We're yeah. on about Dermot Desmond And Peter Lawwell um, But it's all part of The same jigsaw On Saturday afternoon For instance If we're talking Personnel The decision to leave out Odson Edward yeah. Neil Lennon Kept a, a winning team Which you can kind of understand But Edward's obviously The main man Had scored for France Came on and actually looked Quite good uh, uh, what do you make of 
the personnel issues that Celtic have at the moment Yeah I think Edwards is a real uh, issue for Celtic He is by far their better best player uh, on their books The fact that you've brought uh, Ayeti in to play in front of him Baffles us We were oh. in the studio at the weekend Mark Wilson, myself and Hugh And we couldn't believe that Edward wasn't playing it Unless they get him up to speed Because you can see the impact he has But again that goes back to the player His performances over the start of this whole uh, campaign Has been really poor Gordon And for the life of me I can't mm. understand why Because he's got so much in front of him And it, it you know, it's almost looks to me as if he doesn't want to be there Trying to get a feeling William I've asked a couple of the callers so far Do you think there's any chance Celtic turn this around With Neil Lennon in charge? No, not with Neil Lennon in charge, absolutely not. I, I don't think, it, I think one of your first callers tonight was talking about 33 players or something that he's tried since. I didn't know that and I never calculated that out. But um, why? I mean, again, I don't think he's got, got it to turn the team round. Um, and and again, also to say, I really don't know who they could go and get to turn it round. I think we're beyond that now. Well, that's the whole problem that they have because if you were of a mind to remove the manager... And replace him with someone else You're saying to that someone else You have 25 league games Ignore everything else You have 25 league games To overturn the lead that Rangers have And if you don't do that The repercussions here will be awful uh, Now you, Of course you'll find someone Who's willing to take the job under those circumstances But is it necessarily William The someone that you want Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Thank you to William. Anyone out there who thinks that things maybe aren't that bad for Celtic and that they can turn it around and that Neil Lennon is still the man for the job? Always keen to hear all sides of the argument. Give us a call or send us a tweet. Stephen Gerrard says some of Rangers' play against Aberdeen was incredible. He says they could have won by more, and he was delighted to see them hit their level again straight after the break. Yeah, very pleasing. I thought we were strong throughout. Um, really pleased that we kept our level again for ninety minutes. Um, obviously won the game comfortable and, and was dominant throughout and we could have scored even more goals um, so yeah another clean sheet as well so a lot of positives today yeah you know you're always thinking as a manager you, with, with the break with the international you've got players here there and everywhere you come back you're wondering whether the rhythm of your team's going to be affected but I thought we came out the blocks really strong we've played some incredible stuff again some of our movements in the final thirds exceptional we're showing that relentlessness about us and um, really executing when we get in the right places so um, you know, I don't think anyone could complain about the result today. It could have even been even more emphatic. You know, we could have had another penalty. Um, so, as I say, we, we were strong from start to finish, and I managed to make five changes and, and look after people uh, who've been doing a lot of travel uh, and look after a few people with the idea for Thursday night. So, as far as I'm concerned, I'm, uh, I'm extremely happy. Uh, Alex, it just rolls on from one week to the next. Rangers yeah. win games, Rangers score goals, and they don't concede many. It's it's very predictable, nicely predictable. Yeah. If you're a Rangers fan at the moment, yeah, I think it was uh, comprehensive yesterday. He's absolutely right in terms of. I, I spoke to a couple of my mates after the game, and they were disappointed before Gordon. They felt as if there was more in it. Uh, you know, Aberdeen's been a bane of Rangers in recent years as well, and uh, you know they wanted to put the foot down, but. The level of performance week in week is a thing for Rangers that everybody there is delighted with because of, you know, the performance levels are so high, Gordon, the rotation, the fluency, and he touched on it as well. The clean sheets, I think, is it 17 and 21, something like that? It's, it's a remarkable uh, foundation to build anything on. And if you can do that and concede very few goals, what a chance you've got. This is it, Hugh. If we're talking about a collective at the top of the league, this is why Celtic fans are feeling so angry and frustrated tonight oh. Not just because of what's happening there but, but 
because they're now trailing because of what Rangers are doing to put yeah. that into perspective it, it's it's a combination of Celtic being poor and Rangers actually punching way above what yeah. they've done I mean what's the stat it's the best start to a season in years. over 50, 53 years Yeah. so that, that's a, a brilliant combination for Rangers fans and a terrible combination for Celtic fans at the moment it's hard to see who can beat Rangers uh, and I include Celtic on that you know if Celtic played Rangers tomorrow you, you know who your money would be on uh, so I, I don't think it's been wild to say Rangers could go through the remainder of the season and not lose a match uh, they are everything that Celtic are not they are settled uh, they have strength of choice. Um, they are ultra dependable at the back. Uh, so they are everything at the moment that Celtic are not. And for the Celtic supporters, they're actually acknowledging that now. They're not. They're unhappy with the way their team is playing. They're unhappy with the manager clearly, but they're not denying the fact that part of their unhappiness is also the fact that Rangers have a better team than they have. Terry is a Celtic fan from County Down. How's it going, Terry? Not too bad, Gordon. How are you? How are you going, Tom? Right, what have you got um, to say on this then? Where's it all going wrong? I just, um, yeah, I think, go, go back even last season, even, um, come back to, remember the Clues match? I think that was when the rot started in. And then, you know, you get Ferns Vars this year. Then you've got the old firm match at Sully Park, but Sully just were not that, they just weren't there. You know, I, I think um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think he's lost the dressing room. To be honest, you know, I think the only one that you, you, you can see is Boston or God is Ryan Christie. You know, and Jesus, he's away on international duty here, there, and everywhere. I don't know. Well, what does that? What does that all mean, Terry? It's one of these great phrases we hear about. You know, losing the dressing room. So if, I don't know if that is the case. You may well be right. You may be wrong. But if Ryan Christie can still go out and bust a gut being in the same dressing room. Why can the rest of the players not do it? Where, where, where's the rest of them? That's what I'm asking where, you. Where, where, where are they? They, 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 they? You know, they're just standing off, just watching. They, you know, I go this, back. This, this, this is one of the biggest seasons probably ever in Glasgow Celtic's history. These guys, you know, they just stand about looking around them. You know, you need to see themselves up. I don't know. I, I, I just, I think a change is needed. Don't get me wrong, Dean Lennon's done everything. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant player for Celtic. Brilliant, brilliant manager for Celtic. But I think they've just gone stale. I think they need someone just to give them that bit of kick up the bum. <laughs> I, I, I go back to the point that um, for me there was a, a clear disconnect there. He started off the manager by saying that players were there who didn't want to be there. But they're all still there. Uh, now he changes tack. Uh, they're either lazy the attitude's poor, they're soft, they're fragile. Uh, and the story is repeating itself virtually week in, week out. Now, players eventually get fed up listening to the manager talking about them in that way. Now, he may be justified in some of what he says, but I don't know that you can go on in a positive way if Periodically the manager comes in and says You're soft, you're lazy, you're fragile Your attitude's bad I mean Alex, you played though, right? So yeah. at what point does professional pride come into it? Like, if, let's take that yeah. snapshot of the penalty the other day Scott Bain does well He saves it 
TV pictures show that Frimpong and Beaton are standing with their hands on their hips at the edge of the box. Now, is that because they don't like Neil Lennon, or because Neil Lennon has said some nasty things about them in the past? Surely, surely there's a there's another built-in thing in in, a, in you as a footballer where you just you just do that job. I can't think of any level of football really yeah. where players don't bust a gut to follow and, and clear a ball if the keeper saves a penalty. I, I think it's how you're going into games as well, Gordon. See if you're switched on and you're on the front foot and things are going well. I think it's a culmination of all the results that are going against them at the moment. The pressure's also uh, piling on. But when you see two players at the edge of the box, we were discussing this prior to coming on the show tonight. When you see two professional players standing there with their hips and the guy just who's adjacent to him nips in and scores a goal, you're thinking to yourself, as a manager, what can Neil Lennon do about that? He can't do nothing. The players need to step up. Now, we've got Terry on, on the line tonight. He said Ryan Christie, and I'll tell you why Ryan Christie did it. Ryan Christie's dying to go out the door. He wants to keep his performance levels up and he wants to make sure that he's actually on the front fit and he's got a wee bit of professional pride about yourself at the moment. The rest of them need to look at themselves because I don't think any of them over a period of time can actually look and go, do you know what, I'm doing, I'm doing my bit for the team at the moment. The other factor that comes up here is do they care enough about 10 in a row? Well, I'm afraid 10 in a row is pretty much a local issue. Uh, I'm not sure that Odson Edward, Olivier and Sham, Jeremy Frimpong, whoever... Albion Ayeti Patrick Lamala I don't care you, you, I'm not sure you can convince them That 10 in a row Means everything It's not their cause It's your cause And That aspect of it all Goes over my head Because I, I don't think That they're here for 10 in a row God. They're here to maybe get A move to another club one of the things that was struck me about a couple of weeks ago after one of the European games is he, he had a rant, Neil, when he mentioned that several players didn't want to be here. I'm just wondering if they players have made it known to the other players in the dressing room. Yet when it comes to the Saturday, then it comes to match time and the players who have already made it known that they want out the door are actually starting. So the guys that are sitting there going, I want to play for the team. These guys are wanting out the door. So it may be causing a disconnect within that dressing room and a bad feeling throughout the club. Terry, thank you very much. 01419511025. We'll take more of your calls next. 01419511025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Kevens is here. Alex Ray is alongside him, and the phone lines are extremely busy. It was another big weekend of Scottish football. Get in touch with the guys. Let them know what's on your mind. You can tweet as well if you would rather do that. Miss Doc says that some Celtic players think they're better than what they are. Hands on hips not caring They believe they owe us Nothing Lennon can't convince them otherwise The solution Who knows But I'm not paid to know uh, She says And Mr M says Lennon inherited well drilled Organised Confident Ruthless players Who knew exactly what their role was Gerard inherited players with no confidence Didn't know what their role was And who didn't care And the roles are reversed now Just some of the feelings coming in On Twitter uh, David is a Celtic fan From Kerfin David it's been Kind of one way traffic tonight Are you Feeling a bit more positive than your fellow Celtic fans, or is it much the same? I, I wouldn't say positive, but I'd like to put a bit of perspective okay. on what's happened this season. Um, Hugh has been forever saying that there's only one thing that matters this season, and it's ten in a row. So if you take the European results out the equation and you look at just the league, um, Celtic hadn't started great, but we've for over 13 games we've won 9 drawn 3 and lost 1 um, obviously the game we lost against Rangers we were heavily depleted with Covid and injuries and Rangers des- totally deserved their win but 
in isolation we lost that game If you look at the games we've drawn We drew two each at Hibs, so did Rangers We drew one each at Rugby Park on an artificial pitch Rangers drew 0-0 at Livingston um, On a similar pitch at Pataudry We conceded a last minute penalty to draw Rangers were 1-0 up there And Aberdeen a good chance in the last minute So if you put a bit of perspective into it We're five points behind If yeah, the, the game's in hand obviously are not played yet Again, the COVID-related thing whereby we get two games postponed because of COVID. But Celtic are notoriously, in the last couple of seasons, Brendan Rodgers last season, we didn't start really strongly the last two seasons, but we finished really strongly. And Rangers have started strongly in the past two seasons and have finished weakly. So I think that everybody seems to be forgetting what happens across the city um, whenever there's pressure put on them. Um, and I think this bunch of players will turn it round. I think that there's everything to suggest that we'll finish the season strongly and get to the 90 points mark that we always do. And I'm not as convinced, um, based on what's happened the past few years, that if put under pressure, that our rivals across the city will finish as strongly. Um, so I would just urge my fellow Celtic fans out there not to be too knee-jerk It's a big, big season Celtic are trying to do something that no other club in Scottish football has ever done Rangers are trying to do something that two clubs have done before And stop stop um, 10 in a row So it's a very, very nervous time We've been missing some key players in our first 13 league games Whereby Rangers have been missing a few players But the, the core element of their squad have been fit and and, and obviously confidence beats confidence So just now they're obviously in a really confident mode They're playing really well But I think that And, and I'm obviously going to think this That I think that as we move into the what, We're 13 games out of 38 I think as we move into the second part of the season If Celtic can go on a winning run um, And it does seem like a big if just now But based on previous experience I think that there's every chance I think Celtic will go on a winning run How will Rangers handle that? David, when you say there is every reason to suggest that Celtic will finish strongly, uh, what are you basing that on? Previous seasons. I'm basing that on them doing it every single season, finish strongly. But, but, but David, you know, just because it rained yesterday doesn't mean to say it will rain today. You know, uh, you know that you, I can't accept this argument that, oh, Rangers always collapse in the second half of the season. Have you had a look at Rangers? Have you had a look at the consistency? Have you had a look at the strength and depth? You know, f- yeah. to base your argument, to base your argument entirely on this is what happened a year ago and the year before that. That for me isn't acknowledging what's going on in the present day. I mean, for what it's worth, David, you, you might be right, and you might be able to phone Hugh up in May and May and say, "I told you so." But but purely on on the logic of that argument, surely you would accept that at some point. Rangers won't collapse they, they won't collapse every single season Between now and the end of time And similarly Celtic will not finish strong Every single season Between now and the end of time So Is that all Is that all your Your confidence is based on That You know That it's happened before Therefore it will happen again No it's not every single season Until the end of time It's this season um, And I just I just no, think no, my, my point, I know that My point is that can't happen forever So So what's to say That it, it doesn't that, it, that this isn't the season That it stops happening but under, under Gerrard's tenure and under Lennon's tenure, let's just look at the last two seasons, is the fact that whenever Celtic have put a winning run together, across the city, 
they've not handled that very well. And as yet this season, every single thing that could have went wrong for Celtics went wrong. And every and, and we're still nine wins. Does that include only one? Does that include only one defeat? Does that include bringing in players that aren't up to the job? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, Henry Larson wasn't up to the job in the, after his first game, but uh, you've got to give players time to adapt. We, we brought in a new goalie. Obviously, the reason we brought in the new goalie was because the goalie that every single Celtic fan, the manager, wanted to come, obviously intimated that he was going to come, I would expect, right up until the last moment, and then maybe got his head turned with a potential move to a bigger club than Southampton, which maybe didn't materialise. And we've ended up having to make a decision on a new goalie. Now, Celtic are obviously the sort of club that won't just buy older, older keep. I mean, with the option of getting like a David Marshall, etc. But they probably thought to themselves, right, we've got the boy, the Greek goalie, when he came to Parkhead for AK Athens, he was outstanding. The save that he made at Parkhead at one each was, he was brilliant at Parkhead. Da- David, David, listen, I-, I acknowledge that you're a deeply committed Celtic supporter. But you're talking about old goalkeepers Celtic brought in uh, Craig Gordon Ridge in his 30s uh, I think you are failing to acknowledge What is going on in terms of Rangers And how well they're playing And how Celtic are making the same mistakes Time and time again Alex where do you stand on this old argument That Celtic will come good because they always do And, and Rangers will will crumble because they always do well, if you look back at the last couple of years, David's got an argument. However, you, if you base it clearly on this season, I think the recruitment by two the two clubs is the polar opposite. I think Rangers have recruited really well. I think Celtic, uh, and David says, they might still get up to speed further down the line. I think one of the key things, he talks about good on a run. It's two wins in the last eight. Got to go to uh, Prague uh, in a couple of days. And he, he's tried to dismiss Europe as if, you know, let's forget that. But be, this is part of the culmination of the collapse. Because of the pressure The 4-1-1 against uh, Sparta Prague The loss rather uh, at Parkhead So when you factor all that in Gordon My biggest concern for Celtic is That they have won games Even when you go back You go back to Riga uh, 90th minute winners St Mirren Livingston uh, Ferenc Varos Dundee United Where they get a 90th 85th minute winner as well uh, And then St Johnson They score two goals later on So even when they've been winning there's no evidence they've stuttered over the line. And I think that the recent form of uh, two wins and eight is just a byproduct of not being able to get the late wins earlier on the season. Okay, let's leave it there. Thanks, David and Kerfin. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Don't worry, we'll make it quick. We'll get right back to the phones. Beat the pundit first, though, your chance to win a signed ball, but only if you get more questions right than Hugh Keevans. Or Alex Ray Good way to kick off your week this Get the bragging rights locked in It's 01419511025 And the lines close at 7 o'clock Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here It's 01419511025 To join us at Clyde SSB On Twitter It was actually a really busy weekend And we had some great results uh, Around Division talking about St Mirren What a, a vital three points that could be for them Kilmarnock 82 minutes with 10 men And still managed to win We had a Covid outbreak in the under 21 squad Which has caused quite a bit of um, Disagreement shall we say So if you've got any thoughts on any of the above Feel free to get them in I do suspect there will be a lot more said About the situation at the top of the table In the second hour let's do this first 
the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Beat the pundit time. Let's meet tonight's contestant. Stevie's calling in from Edinburgh tonight. How's it going, Stevie? Not bad, not bad. I see the I see what's happening here, Stevie. As a Celtic fan, you've had a tough weekend. And you want to come on Cheer yourself up With a beat the pundit victory Is that about right? That's right uh, It's still been great right, So okay. hopefully this can This can lighten the mood Easy opposition in here on a Monday Let me tell you Keevans and Ray Hopeless Both of them right Heads you'll be up against Hugh Tails it will be Alex And his heads It's Hugh Against Stevie So I'm going to give nice Hugh some Clyde 2 to listen to That's it He's given us the thumbs up So he can't hear us Anymore Stevie I know you've never played before So we'll put 30 seconds on the clock You just answer as many questions right as you can And if you don't know Pass quickly And we'll move on to the next one Okay Brilliant Good man Stevie in Edinburgh 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts Now How many penalties has James Tavernier scored in the league this season? Four Who was the Celtic captain between Neil Lennon and Scott Brown? Pass Who did Liverpool beat yesterday? Burnley. Who is the most capped Scotland under-21s player in the current squad? Pass Name any Scottish side Alfredo Morelos has scored against this season Aberdeen Who joined Celtic from Liverpool in July 2016? Mm-hmm. Pass Just guess a player, go on July 2016, Liverpool to Celtic July 2016, Um no chance Nah, no. time's up Alright, let's bring back Hugh Keevans Hugh, can you hear us? I can Tough questions tonight yeah. By the way, you ready? Oh dear Same set of questions to you This could be a low scoring affair Ready? Uh-huh How many penalties Has James Tavernier scored In the league this season? Ten Who was the Celtic captain Between Neil Lennon And Scott Brown? Um, McManus Who did Liverpool beat yesterday? Uh, they beat Leicester Who is the most capped Scotland under 21 player In the current squad? Pass Name any Scottish team Alfredo Morelos has scored against this season Um, Motherwell Who joined Celtic from Liverpool in July 2016? Um, Pass Celtic from Liverpool Not a classic (laughs) Stevie, how do you think that went? No great for mine Need I ask? Uh, Let's find out How many penalties has Tavernier scored in the league this season? Six Well done Alex Ray He's holding up six That doesn't work on radio Can you actually say it I'm not interested in <laughs> Holding up six fingers It's yeah, six brilliant. He's got nine in total yep. Six of them from the spot So it's nil nil Who is the captain of Celtic Between Neil Lennon and Scott Brown It was Stephen McManus One nil Hugh Keevans Liverpool beat Leicester yesterday Two nil Hugh Keevans Thought they were quite tough tonight Who's the most capped Scotland under 21's player In the current squad No no As in the under 21 squad uh, That'll be Ferguson It's Alan Campbell 24 caps For the under 21s Name any of the Scottish teams Morelos has scored against this season Uh, Motherwell Nope Uh, Hibs or St Mirren That was your choice So none of you got it right So it's 2-0 to Hugh After 6 questions (laughs) And uh, Mike uh, Stevie This is the one that I tried I tried my best To get you up and running Because I'm I'm a softie I don't like it when people get zero I know that the pundits Like to laugh at you I don't I like to see you get something On the board But we couldn't get anything over the line. Who joined Celtic from Liverpool in July 2016? Colo Oh. So I'm afraid, Stevie. It's two to Hugh Keevans and a big fat zero for you, Stevie. Stevie, Stevie, Stevie. Stevie, Stevie Christmas is coming, don't worry. <laughs> ah, wasn't it great, but 
Enjoyed that yeah, well Thanks done, Stevie I'm glad that he managed to enjoy it Stevie come on He's a Celtic fan Feeling not great About things at the moment I know what I'll do I'll beat Hugh Keevans I'll cheer myself up Because a duck It's a duck Honestly It's harder than it seems When you're playing at home So if you think you're brave enough Step up to the plate tomorrow I have to say I felt as if the questions Were as hard as I've been for a while Yeah I thought they were quite tricky Maybe make them a bit easier tomorrow Right Stevie Thanks for taking part If you think you can do better Wouldn't be hard I can hear those suggestions (laughs) Then tomorrow night uh, 7 o'clock That is your cue 01419511025 Let's bring in Davey In Bayless And see what he's got for us tonight What's on your mind Davey? How's it going guys? First time caller You alright? Good Good to have you, Davey. What made you call tonight, then? Thanks, Pat. Listen, I think one of the big problems here is the Celtic fans. I'm a Celtic fan myself. have been all my life. I think Neil Lennon's a legend of the club. If anything, he should be getting a statue outside the, sta- uh, the stadium. Um, the fans are on his back. This is the problem. I mean, it's only five points. They're losing their heads. I mean, if we win both our games in hand, obviously that's no guaranteed. But if we win that, it's only five points. I mean... My dad would be turning in his grave. He's a big Celtic man. I just can't believe it. It's not the Celtic that I remember, the way the fans are treating this guy. Well, again, I go back to the unique nature of this season. Uh, if your father, God rest him, was still with us, then he would be as excited by the prospect of 10 in a row as you are and everyone else is. Uh, you have to acknowledge what is going on. You said yourself, there's no guarantee but these games in hand. And... At the moment, it looks ominous. It's for Neil Lennon and Celtic to disprove the use of the word ominous. But right now, for me, it is slipping away mm. without question. It is ominous for one simple reason. Rangers are efficient and Celtic are not. Build your positive case for us, Davy, because I'm all for it. I don't think there's much point in it going time and time again with the exact same opinion. So I'm all for you building a case as to why things aren't that bad. Let's hear it. I just think Lennon, Lennon knows what it's like to play for Celtic. Uh, he's got the players there, he's got the talent. As I said, the players are under pressure the way the fans are, are getting on their back, as is Lennon. I think the fans need to lay off the players and Lennon and let, let the man do his job um, and you'll see, you'll see the, the performances uh, rise again. Do you think that makes any difference, Davey? I mean, bearing in mind that fans aren't inside the stadium at the moment Yeah they're, they're coming on here And, and they're on social media Some players might look at it Neil, Neil Lennon might look at it But Are you actually linking Celtic's Poor performances to Fans know, Criticism from fans Listen Obviously we'd be better With the fans in the stadium We know We're a better team With the fans in the stadium But The fans in the media I mean The questions that are getting asked To Lennon After every game You know Whether he, 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 The man's having to justify Why he should be in the job as I said at the start, he should be having a statue outside the stadium. He shouldn't be having to justify why he's, why he's in the job. Yeah, just uh, go back to the night of the Ferenc Varos game. Uh, failure to qualify for the Champions League is a big deal for Celtic because it's the loss of potentially tens of millions of pounds. Uh, Neil Lennon came in and voluntarily, voluntarily spoke about players who didn't want to be at the club. No media person said, are there people here who don't want to be here? He volunteered the information With regard to the fans Getting on The players backs Gordon Duncan was right They're not inside the ground If the Celtic fans were inside the ground right now You know all about it You would really know all about it uh, So And by uh, the way Maybe Davey's right Maybe Celtic wouldn't be performing uh, like this course. If fans were in But it's sort of That's the hand we've yeah. been dealt and, and we have to just go with it But I think that you know, Davey has to 
Acknowledge I keep coming back to this word Acknowledge what Rangers are doing And what Celtic are not doing And that's where the concern lies David Rangers are efficient in every way I mean a lot of it might be It is valid Alex That squad have, have been serial winners Neil yeah. Lennon knows what it takes to get over the line A lot of the players do You can totally understand the assumption That they'll come good Can they come significantly better than than, than Rangers between now and yeah. the end of the season that, That's the that's the big yeah, question and, and they show no evidence of it Davey makes a point of what Neil Lennon's done as a player And as a manager in recent times And uh, he, he makes a very valid point in terms of Trophies won for Celtic But what's happening at Celtic at the moment Must be a concern for guys like Davey It's okay coming on and fighting his case Two wins in eight The performances even going back to the, when they were winning games they were nicking late wins at St Johnson, Dundee United. I've mentioned these teams. At the same time, the performances. Thought, we're not told that that's, the, that's a good sign, sign of champions, whatever it is. Gordon, I wasn't seeing enough within games to, to warrant that. They were conceding, they were passing up too many chances. Even if you go back to the 3-2 win against uh, Livingston at Parkhead, when the boy misses a free header, uh, they get away with one that day as well. So what's happening now is you're actually seeing they're getting caught up with the recent results And you can see the reaction by fans So Davey you would urge then That you'd urge the Celtic board as well To, to stay calm Stick with Neil Lennon And things will come good yeah I would to be honest with you As you guys say There's no doubt Rangers are playing unbelievable just now There's abs- there's no doubt about that However We need to focus on ourselves We, we need to stop thinking about them um, They are the, the, the team informed just now But we need to pick ourselves up I would I would stick with them at the moment And, and see if we can get the carousel going again Alright, thank you very much Davey and Bayliston I mean on that Stephen Gerrard says that it's it's too early to, to be getting carried away um, It's November after all um, He was also talking about Alfredo Morelos yesterday um, Says he doesn't understand why he didn't look happy at being substituted Look, I look at the league table every time we play I'm not going to deny that, of course But I've never known a manager to ever get carried away in November uh, I don't know how many games we played, 14, 15 uh, there's a lot of football to be played, a lot of challenges, a lot of big hurdles to get over. But I won't deny I'm happy. Um, I'd much rather be where we are, of course. But um, stay humble. Uh, we can rest the league for a couple of weeks now. We've got some big European games and, and, and a big game against Falkirk in the League Cup to look forward to. And we just move on to the next challenge. Does he ever? <laughs> Does he ever? Look, um, no, listen, I can't work it out. We're 4-0 up. He's played well. Um, his teammates about to come on. We've got a big game on Thursday. Um, I don't know. You'll have to ask Alfredo why why he was a bit sad. I don't know. Uh, I weren't sad though. I was very happy. Maybe uh, he's a complex character. Maybe that just sums him up in two words. A bit like yourself. Yeah. <laughs> except I'm not on his wages. But uh, yeah, not far off it. <laughs> I wish. But um, maybe it's also the case that Alfredo Morelos was always the top man, and now he's got company. He's got Kamara Roof and he's got Jermaine Defoe and he's got Ethan there and uh, he is one quarter of what's going on in that department. He's got Ryan Kent as well and, you know, he's complex. Stephen Gerrard says not getting carried away, uh, Alex. No, and, and he can do, Gordon, on the back of the last disappointment the last couple of years. But uh, going back to Morelos, I actually quite like the fact that he doesn't like coming off. It just means he wants to play more football, he wants to score goals. I mean, he's not doing that. He's clearly, he's just, you know, he's not happy, but... In general terms, I think, you know, coming deep is creating plenty of space. Rangers have got so much legs. Gordon, I remember a few years ago, everything was sideways and backwards and uh, ponderous. And now there's a real zest, middle to front, legs after legs. And in the, you know, the amount of, I've seen a stat today about the amount of uh, shots I've had, crosses coming into the box, are leading all the, 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 the stats. And that just bodes well for Stephen Gerrard. 
what did you make of yesterday? I think it's, it's okay to acknowledge yeah. that Aberdeen well, we can... were really up against it. When you've got to feel a little bit, you're going into a game of that magnitude with the, the absentee list they had was, yeah. was ridiculous. Not just the COVID thing, but that, that doesn't necessarily take anything away from Rangers. People hear that and then they say, "You better give us. Why not giving yeah. us the credit?" You know, both can be true at the same time. Well, listen, there's no two ways about it. The fact that uh, McCrory was in there and Ferguson, they're, for me, they're two key players. They they have plenty of legs in the middle of the park, so they missed the, they missed them. Guys uh, like Johnny Mc, Hayes, yeah, and so on. Johnny Hayes, McLennan, but. That, that, that's uh, Rangers can only focus on what they actually dealt with in front of them. They were excellent for the start, um, you know. And the, I've, as I said to you, some of my mates were really frustrated because they felt as if it was an opportunity to pile the goals uh, ratio up as well because the the ruthlessness. The unhappy pe- with a four. Unhappy with a Come four. On. Yes. Not Gordon. Spoiled well, rotten. Yeah, but, but, but yeah. when you was it fifty two, fifty six minutes when you are four nil up. You know They're demoralised at that stage Aberdeen And it was just a case Of trying to put them But yep. I take Stephen Gerrard's Point on board Because we've spoken about this That they con- he's constantly Changing the team Week in week And now he's put Four or five subs on yesterday Giving guys match time So when it comes to Games further down the line They're a wee bit more sharper Alright let's bring in Tommy in Doncaster See what he's got for us tonight Hi Tommy Good evening lads Hello uh, Hi uh, Got a couple of points I think uh, recruitment's been A big thing at Ibrooks. Uh, Ross Wilson and, and Gerrard's done a terrific job uh, amount of money that they've spent on players like Kamara and 50 grand when he uh, Joe Aribo 300 grand considered against what Celtic have paid for players that don't look up to up to the mark if I'm being honest I mean the goalkeeper the, the goalkeeper that they've signed spent most of his time picking the ball out of the net the, the centre back that they've paid a £2 million loan fee on uh, and was it 40 or 45 grand a week Hell of a lot of money for somebody that's you know doesn't look the finished article, looks slow, slow in the turn and everything else. But I think our recruitment's been very good. Now the Celtic fans keep saying the last two or three years Gerrard's no done this, Gerrard's no done that. It's taken two or three years to change which Stephen Gerrard took over. Right, he had a team that weren't going anywhere, and slowly but surely he's now got a team that looked fit, up for up for the fight. You know his triangles that he's got in the middle of the park. And up front, with players interchanging different positions, very, very hard to mark. Scotland is a right good unit. Now, the Celtic fans have known a challenge for nine years. And now that the first thing they're challenged are talking about boycotting and putting, the, putting the, the flags back on the stadium and no turning up and everything else. I mean, they're supposed to be the faithful through and through, they know. You know, and I find it hard to, to listen to them screaming the place down at the first thing they're challenged because for the last two years, all we've heard is the laughing up their sleeves about, can you see the Rangers coming? Well, I think if they look, they'll see that the Rangers have arrived and they're up above them and playing really well. And Celtic have got a lot of catching up to do. Tommy, well, Tommy I'm sure you'll, uh, I'm sure you, uh, Scotland would be the country of your birth, uh, although you live in England now, but uh, I'm sure you know how it works here. Uh, when Rangers are on top, the Celtic fans don't like it. And when Celtic are on top, the Rangers fans don't like it. So that's why they're on and they're angry and they, they, they thought that uh, this season would be, if not a guinea, they thought that Celtic would pick up where they left off last season and all would be well. And the season has started to implode where Rangers' season has started to explode. Uh, you're right about recruitment. Rangers have recruited extremely well. Celtic have re- recruited extremely poorly. Uh, but you remember from your upbringing here, Tommy, 
That's the way it works People get annoyed And people get angry And at the same time Alex I'm sure even Stephen Gerrard Would, would probably acknowledge that When you're the one that, that that's chasing Perhaps you do get that That little bit more time for instance to, yeah. to make it all come together You know So Aribo, yeah. Aribo was Was here last season But we're of now course. seeing the best of him We're now probably seeing the best of Kamara We're now seeing the best of Goldson We're now yeah. seeing the best of Tavernier So it's It's been a work in progress Yeah and um, I think obviously Recruitment's been very good In the summer Gordon I mean you consider Some of the players Come in for nothing You know Balligan and Bassey and, uh, But you're absolutely right In terms of the style of play That they've actually Trying to get towards uh, They have a system That they're very comfortable with Now they have A lot more strength and depth They've just uh, Get the boy on loan as well Zungu Who looked a decent player So there's You've actually For me it's about strength and depth You've actually got Four strikers now In the middle of the park You've got six guys Fighting for three spots You've got options in the wider area when you've got Roof as well, you've got Itten, uh, Defoe, so you've got all these guys and when someone like uh, Barisic comes out, you've got uh, Bassi coming in, so you've got a real strength throughout the, the course and then injuries mm. are still to come back as well, you've got Big Katic, so it bodes well and I also think John McLaughlin was a terrific sign in the summer. Um, Tommy, Stephen Gerrard is warning against getting carried away. Mm-hmm. Are you allowing yourself to get carried away, Tommy? No, no not at all, Gordon, no. We've... We've had a few false dons, uh, especially with Warburton, a few years ago. But I think great credit's going to go to Dave King as well. You know, a lot of people laughing at him a few years ago when he was, you know, the things that he was doing behind the scenes and everything else. But he's put men there that have put their money behind Rangers, allowed us, and we keep hearing these stories about Rangers are spending money that they've no go and everything else. And there are 81, I heard one a day, £81 million in debt. <laughs> absolute, absolute garbage. Can I just point out, I used to pick you up when he was at the oh. Scotsman many years ago when I drove a black cab in Glasgow and took him out west many a night many a day so I know I know. did, you, did, did he give a tip well. Tommy did he give a tip come on no I was always on account so <laughs> <laughs> suits him down to the ground thank you Tommy I mean on that Alex again this is we could fill hours we're probably going off on a bit of a tangent but, but Tommy mentions you know Dave King and getting guys coming in something that it was Friday night so it's maybe got lost a little bit in the madness over the weekend was, was Rangers accounts yep. they, they obviously don't make Good reading. Good reading. Yeah. You know, at, at some point, these these players will have to players will have to be sold. They'll yes. have to trade players. At the moment, they're relying on on that generosity. Um, Without a doubt, that, that, um, the board the, that the board have, have provided so far. Um, but I guess it's about trying to get to a, a position where you're successful. You 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 build a team of sellable assets, then you yeah. take it from there. Well, I think uh, in the summer they could have uh, sold a player which would have bridged that gap. If you'd have sold Morelos, you're bridging the, the, the loss of this. But what they've done so is. So it's about going all in to get success at the moment. Well, and well then, what yeah. they've done is, Gordon, they're in a place now where they've actually got about five or six very good saleable assets. You have got, um, let me get this right, Aribo, Morelos, you, uh, Kent, Tavernier. Barisic. Barisic, you know, so you've got about five or six guys right off the bat that you could actually sell at any given time. But when? I think I think for me, Hugh, is it's a case of trying to bridge the gap because it, if you are splashing this money year on year, these guys are funding this and then you decide to sell it before you actually get to a place where you can actually challenge, it defeats the purpose. So if they get a title, they can get some Champions League money if they go straight into the group stages. For me, that then becomes... a. a a possibility to then become uh, operational when, without any losses. When I said to you earlier, Gordon, that um, the concept of ten in a row is easily sold to the Scottish players at Celtic, but I'm not so sure it's easily sold to the players who come from abroad because it's a Scottish cultural battle. The Rangers board 
have shown, to my way of thinking, they are prepared to put in any amount of money, even incurring dramatic losses, and even having to factor in that further down the road they'll need to sell players. But as long as they stop 10 in a row, the Rangers board will regard it as risks worth taking. 01419511025. I've got a full-time teaser for you. Some very interesting comments. Some very angry managers around the country at the weekend after a COVID outbreak in the Scotland Under-21s camp. We'll hear from some of them next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 01419511025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans is in the building Alex Ray is alongside him And there's still half an hour for you to get your calls in Plenty of time We're here all week As they say 01419511025 Very quickly Let me give you this full time teaser Big thank you to Gregor In New Stevenson For th- sending in Thank you again to Gregor Full time at Clyde1.com If you think you've got a good question Or even an idea for a question And you want to put it to the pundits And hear it on the show That's the address you need Full time at Clyde1.com Looking tonight for nine players who've played in the English Championship this season, played for Scotland, and played for a Scottish club. You need to say that again. Oh, for goodness sake. Go. Nine players who've played in the English Championship this season. Mm-hmm. They've played for Scotland, and they've also played for a Scottish club. Fletcher. Stephen. Yes. Uh, McGinn. Who? John McGinn. No. He's in the. Premiership Yeah but because he was in the, uh, no, the don't, no, don't try and backtrack it's No no but he was in the championship What this he? season? No but I'm just Violin So it's wrong Forget <laughs> it okay. Stop digging Barry Bannon <laughs> Hasn't played for a Scottish club Yeah see so that's the That's the sneaky bit Scottish club Because uh, there's a couple of them Patterson Callum Patterson yes um, Had quite the interesting weekend Did, Did you see it? <laughs> Darnell <laughs> Fisher Remember him Used to play yeah, for Celtic yeah, yeah, He's yeah. now been hauled up By the, the FA for, oh, seen that for, for, yes. for, for grabbing a bit too much of, of Callum Patterson, oh, shall we say? Um, oh, you, you, you see the video, you'll you see what I mean. Gets quite the handful, that's all you need to know. English Championship, I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, so, English Championship who have played in the Scottish Premiership? Just for a Scottish club, they've played in the uh, English Hutchison. Championship this season. Who? Is it no Hutchison? No, the, 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 you know the boy I'm thinking about. No, they've played for Scotland as well, though, the all country. Right, okay, um, oh, you. I'm going right, to uh, give him 10 minutes to catch up with the question. Where did he go to? <laughs> Which means that the, your other answers are even more inexplicable. Yeah. Um, right, we'll leave it there. Stephen Fletcher, Callum Patterson, nine players played in the English Championship this season, played for Scotland, mm. and played for a Scottish club. Let's bring in Jerry, who's a Celtic fan in Clyde Bank. Hi, Jerry. How are you doing? Not bad at all, Jerry. There's been a lot said tonight about you know where Celtic's problems lie at the moment. What's your own opinion on it? Well, my, my opinion, I can't believe your panel. You get two keepers there, man. Is Alec Ray, and they don't talk about that situation. Celtic midfield, you've got four guys there, and they wins the ball. Brown, his legs are gone as far as I can see. You've got McGregor, who to me passes the ball back away nine out of ten times. They've not got any ball winners. It's okay you're saying Christie does this. We need ball winners in there to take the pressure off the defence. It's not happening. Alex, what do you make of that? Um, well, listen, Scott Brown, I, I take his point on board in terms of what Scott Brown is. For me, he seems to have regressed. Uh, I like McGregor. Um, but I think there's a bigger issue. You talk about ball winners. There was that no why Duffy was brought in to be a ball winner. You know, you, you get... 
He's talking about midfield and trying to well, win it back in there. To, to regain the ball. For me, uh, that was what Scott Brown was. Mm. That was what he was known for. You know, he wasn't known for kind mm-hmm. of calving out and uh, big raking passes or getting too many goals. But uh, so, no, there's clearly a faction there. For me, I feel as if they're too stretched. Uh, Celtic as well. You know, the two fullbacks, Lax out and Frimpong, bomb forward. And when you're asking Brown to track into corners, I'm not sure he's got legs Jerry, anymore. I was just sorry, I just want to ask Jerry in, in response, Hugh. Granted, I'm maybe being a bit oversimplistic here, Jerry, but given the way domestic football goes and Celtic are so dominant, should it not really be about more what they do with the ball rather than worrying about when they win it back? I know what you're saying is you're listening to Alec Ray there, and he's right that he's saying you've got the two fullbacks bombing on. And nine out of ten times you've got the midfield bombing on with them. Now, you, you watch the good teams down in England, and even, even Rangers are doing it, and they're sitting with kind of two holding midfield players, sitting to win the ball in front of the, the, the back four. Like, that allows your two full-backs to go. They're not doing that. Well, Gregor's away. Christie's away. The full-backs away. Now, all of a sudden, you've left the shame dirty on one-to-one. And what's happening? These guys are coming to the midfield at pace. They're going through their midfield at pace Go to the defenders at pace Well Jerry, I have to bring you back To the manager again um, David Turnbull Can't see any game time uh, The player there Ishmael Sorrow uh, Another one Two million pounds plus for Celtic Everyone knows his name Nobody's ever seen him So you know the, There are players there They are not getting onto the pitch So Jerry, does this mean you're are you blaming the players for this? Did the management take the blame? Who's responsible? He should have bought midfield players. But you, he has. You've got to protect your defence. He bought Sorrow and he bought Turnbull. Sorrow and Turnbull. Two midfielders. Defensive midfield player. Yeah, but what I'm saying to you is, he just says he's not bought midfielders. He's bought two Cham midfielders. Cham is there already. We're Cham's not really there. mentioning him. So, for me, the, the, there is players there, yeah. clearly. No, wait, wait. That's why Lennon should get the sack. Clearly, you can't understand how the game can played now. You've got them guys there to protect your back four. We haven't got that. You'll get guys that are running willy nilly, all going up the way, but nobody can back the way. That's the problem with Celtic. Well, at the time when Ayer and Julien were there, uh, there were no complaints, and when Duffy was brought in, there was um, rejoicing. It just hasn't worked out, Jerry. I mean, Jerry's talking about midfield, to be fair, and, and stopping the ball getting I know, towards but that the, back four. But, but fundamentally, everything that Celtic have tried at the back this season uh, has come mm. to grief domestically and in Europe. Let me just quickly say, it's actually 10 on the teaser and nothing sinister. I just just dropped one off the bottom of the list. So you're, you're looking for 10. 10 yeah, players have played in the English Championship this season, played for Scotland and played for a Scottish club. Marshall. David Marshall, yes. Uh, Kenny McLean, yes. Oh, you're flying. I'm no flying. That's it. That's yeah, we'll leave it Plenty of time. Plenty of time to do it. Um, let's bring in David from Cumbernauld. Hi, David. Hey, evening panel. How's it going? Hi, David. Well, everything's uh, green in Rangers Garden now. Um, I just well, have two little points, if you don't mind. Um, first point was uh, about uh, Scott Arfield. Uh, the last season, I thought maybe he was kind of getting towards the end of his career. But, you know, he just seems to be getting better with every match. He's one player I kind of always just took for granted and uh, he's doing some turning now. Just panel's thoughts on that. Yeah, Scotty Arfield. Is that who you said yeah. that? Yeah, yeah Arfield, uh, he's actually done really, really well. What he does very very well and difficult to mark is his timing of a run. He has bought into Stephen Gerrard's rotation as well. You know, when one player comes out, he drops in. 
so he he has become pivotal. I think it was like four or five goals already for a midfielder. He's on course to get uh, double figures. Uh, and as I said earlier on, I just think when you've got six internationals, Gordon, and I think this is the key here as well. Strength and depth now, compared to recent mm. years, they can put like for like. Everybody knows the shape, and I think that comes on the on the back of because you imagine Stephen Gerrard gets bumped last summer, and they bring a new manager and he adopts a new s- uh, system. These players have to then uh, adjust to yeah, that. System. And then it's no Stephen Davis yesterday from the start. I'm sure he could Kamara. have started. Kamara, Stephen Davis comes on once the game's secure yeah. and and kind of shores things up. Yeah, well, the, as I said to you, when they bring players like him on. They are like for like They manage the ball very well they, they, they don't give it away And it becomes very difficult for teams like uh, Aberdeen To cope with that Gordon and, and they've just got so much strength and depth And I think even when you see Big Itton Who could possibly have got two goals For me that's probably a lack of sharpness Game sharpness because he hasn't had a lot And I just think if he could have nicked a goal yesterday They'd done his confidence mm. world good. What was your other point David? Yeah, I was just saying I wanted to talk about Rangers form overall They're, they're on absolute fire they're now A tough wouldn't it be surprised if they have a fire engine falling about the on fire? You know, uh, the next uh, game, I think it's against Ross County. I really wouldn't be surprised if we gave them a pacing as well. It's the last two matches. They just seem to be getting better and better with every every game and Celtic seem to be getting worse and worse. To be fair, they should be giving Ross County a pacing. Ross County are off the back of a 3-1 defeat to Kilmarnock where Kilmarnock played for virtually the entire match with 10 men. Uh, so yeah Everything in the garden is rosy I've already said David on the programme tonight I cannot see anyone At the moment From this distance I cannot see anyone Beating Rangers For the remainder of this season Yeah well, that's, a, that's a big shout I'm sure Stephen Gerrard Would, <laughs> would even concede that <laughs> He loves He loves he throwing loves out throwing stuff out like that yeah. there's, there's a lot of football Still yeah, to be played As is. good as they look Yeah and there's a lot of factors as well uh, You know The injuries and so forth But I just feel where Rangers are At the moment they, just, they actually look physically stronger than they've been as well for a long time They're actually steamrolling teams They're scoring freely They're keeping the back door shut And as Stephen Gerrard says There's no wonder he's happy at the moment, Gordon uh, Let's hear a bit from Derek McInnes He's demanding tighter protocols for the Scotland players When they're away on international duty He says the Scottish FA should provide mandatory testing for players When they return to their clubs after being away You'll remember the likes of Lewis Ferguson Conor McLennan unable to play for Aberdeen at the weekend if it had been three positive tests, hands up, deal with one positive test and it takes out three players, it's no good enough. It's no good enough. We've got to be better at avoiding this sort of situation. We see on Sky on, on, um, that there's a positive staff member from Scotland under-21s and I think everybody should have been tested again before they flew out to Greece. Whether that did happen, I don't think it did. That should have been the case and we should have been, I think, informed that we, we would have insisted then our players should have been tested before they flew out again because Crory's positive test was through the roof. This isn't just borderline, it isn't an inconclusive one. That boy's been carrying that, I feel, for a few days. That's what the, the, the experts think. Mandatory testing for any player away with a national team should be in place for the next three days because we know that there's other clubs and players who have been away, will use the negative test from Sunday's testing for the 21s straight into playing the first team on a Saturday because it's still within the time frame. That's no right. I'm disappointed at the fact that it's just, oh, this is just an unfortunate thing that's happened. No apology, no, you expect an apology, but maybe just even a bit more kind of disappointment for the rest of it. They just deliver the news and you've got to deal with it. And that's what sticks in managers' throats, and a lot of clubs are unhappy. This isn't just me, it's me in a minute. There's a lot of managers out there and clubs unhappy with the attitude, really, of having to just deal with it. We'll take your players, 
you deal with the consequences Stephen Robinson's unhappy Neil Lennon is unhappy Hugh And you get the feeling this has got a bit more to run Because today it's come to light that Scotland women's head coach Shelley Kerr Has been identified as a close contact As one of a new positive case One of the new positive cases In the under 21 group And uh, as a result She will miss the Scotland women's national team's Euro qualifiers away to Portugal And at home to Finland The Scottish FA did issue a statement today um, Ian Maxwell essentially um, Wishing the positive cases well Apologising in in general terms for what's gone on um, And also trying to offer Somewhat of an explanation It's quite long It's quite complex But reading some of it And listening to what the managers are saying I'm still not sure they're all on the same page here Because Ian Maxwell's saying Basically that They don't feel that any additional test Would have been particularly beneficial Because of the incubation period And and players were then tested When they went back to their clubs Um, But the feeling that I'm getting from clubs Is that why on earth did they not just do additional testing anyway To try and and, and limit the chances Yeah and obviously Relationships between the SFA And the clubs Over the release of players Will now Go through a difficult period uh, And the SFA Will have to provide Certain assurances I think But Derek McInnes Raised an interesting point there When he said that Ross McCrory's test Was through the roof To use his explanation We tend to discuss these things In terms of The effect it has on a team Going into a game Whether it's an international or a club game We have to be very, very mindful of the fact that you're dealing with young people and their health I don't like the sound of Ross McCrory's test was through the roof Everyone has to take care of Ross McCrory and every other player It's not about the effect on a football game It's about the effect on his health Is there a balance to be found, Alex? Because I'm sure everyone would acknowledge this is... Very difficult to stop And you, you can put as many things in place as you want But always make sure you're doing everything you can I think that would be the, the view from the clubs People are catching this yeah. thing That's why it's a global pandemic But we need, need to make sure that, that we're doing absolutely everything yeah. that we can Yeah and uh, was it four tests Gordon that they did When they were away over the piece I think it was four tests that they had it under was, quite yeah. at once Now they're top, the, the argument is whether they'll do another one When they return Uh I think one of the key things going forward is, I think, is communication. You know, I think the way it's been relayed to the clubs is obviously kind of, you can see the disappointment in Derek McInnes there. And, uh, you know, maybe a, a case of going on a Zoom call with all the managers, the relevant parties, and then try and come to a solution that everybody's happy so that when they do have to give the, their players away to Scotland, then everybody's comfortable mm. with that, that that protocol. Yeah, knock-on effects everywhere. Shelley Kerr missing for the Scotland women's national team games. David Turnbull was out for Celtic. That's why Neil Lennon was unhappy. Alan mm. Campbell and Barry Maguire for Motherwell. That's why Stephen Robinson yeah. was unhappy. Aberdeen with a few as well. So let's keep our, our ears to the ground and see if we hear any more on this in the coming days, Hugh, because I suspect it might just rumble on a little bit longer. Something even more important than football. I know, but believe me, much more important than football. I just want to talk to you quickly about this. Cash for Kids Mission Christmas. It's that time of the year. Christmas every year should be a time for families and celebration. But unfortunately, for thousands of children across Glasgow and the West, right here on our doorstep, it is just another day. And add to that the difficult year that we've all had. We want to make Christmas Day just a little bit different for these kids. We're not trying to do anything drastic, just to make it that little bit special. And that could mean things that we all take seriously for granted. Money in the meter, a hot meal, maybe even 
a small gift Now you can make this happen by supporting Clyde One's Cash for Kids Mission Christmas This year with J.D. Pierce We can't always make it you know, magical But we can make it different for thousands of children If you want to ensure your donation helps a child in Glasgow and the West Please do help Cash for Kids to donate Just whatever you can Go to Clyde1.com and click on Appeal Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Has been really, really busy So my apologies if you haven't got through yet But the beauty of this programme is We are back tomorrow and the next night And the next night and the next night And judging by the amount of Sunday fixtures we've got For Celtic and Rangers yes. coming up I think we'll be here every day for the foreseeable <laughs> um, It was a rare day off yesterday But don't worry, we're back with a bang On the teaser, we're looking for 10 players yeah. Who've played... In the English Championship this season They've played for Scotland at some point And played for a Scottish club At some point Full time at Clyde1.com If you want to hear your question on the show That's what you need What a response on Twitter Craig, Meikle, Ronnie Dempster, Derek David, Big Simba, Tam Hay All throwing great answers in uh, Greg Wilde as well, a name you'll be familiar oh, with yeah. He's on Wild fire, day. he's flying He's got a few answers coming in here What have you two got? You gave me Kenny McLean, Stephen Fletcher Callum Patterson David Marshall Before the break Scott McKenna Well done uh, Lyndon Dykes Well done Palmer The fullback He's not played for a Scottish club Oof, That's killed me uh, <laughs> Ollie Burke He's in the Premier League I see Sheffield United Sheffield yeah Yep Oh dear I'm Struggling now Shug I thought I had a couple there Anyway Palmer One, two, three, four to get I think one's quite easy A couple of them Maybe a bit trickier mm. Mm. Uh, No okay. It'll come with me I'm not sure I share your confidence <laughs> But anyway Right let's bring in Paul In Castle Milk tonight Hi Paul uh, Good evening panel Hi How's it going Paul? Not bad Good stuff Yourself? Yeah we, I think you'll be the last one on the looking at the clock tonight Paul So Can I start the same way We started at the earlier call Sum up How you're feeling about Being a Celtic fan at the moment I'm actually not a Celtic fan I'm a Rangers fan Alright oh, okay My screen says Paul a Celtic fan That's fine Well no, Paul a no. Rangers fan Sum up how it feels To be a Rangers fan At the moment then uh, Well I was just to hat up On what you've been Talking about Saying that oh, Some Celtic fans Not calling in Saying Rangers Are going to collapse uh, All I can say On the, the fact is We've got depth now In the team uh, Substitutes that can come on Make a difference If somebody gets injured uh, There's no winter break and Rangers are a different machine this year Basically just to see what the panel think of it Well if the Celtic supporters basis For saying that uh, They will win 10 in a row Is that Rangers collapse January onwards Then They're on thin ice Because there is no break There is no Dubai um, To come back from And wonder what happened to the team Who went to Dubai in the first place if that is the basis of the Celtic supporters' case, then they're in trouble because right now, at the back, Rangers are a model of efficiency. We had the Jerry from Clyde Bank earlier on talking about the lack of ball winners in the middle of the park for Celtic. That's not a problem for Rangers. Up front, Celtic start with Ayeti when they should have started with Edward. Rangers have multiple choice there. In the form of uh, Morelos and Defoe and Eaton and uh, Roof So 
At the moment Rangers are a model of efficiency And Celtic are a model of uncertainty and This is the beauty of predicting the future though Although you have made your feelings clear About the, the flimsy logic Rangers might fall apart In the second half of the season They absolutely might Alex Ray I'm yeah. sure you would acknowledge that I'm sure Stephen Gerrard would acknowledge that But what the caller was trying to point out is it By every sort of way of looking at the Rangers squad They just look much stronger Than, yeah. than they have previously So that collapse looks less likely Yeah and uh, we've highlighted tonight The defensive uh, solidity You have a midfield now Where you have three midfielders Out of six who are all international class Middle to front You've got uh, four strikers You know he plays with one of them You can play a couple off the sides as well And you also have a fullback Who is scoring as if there's no tomorrow In Tavernier And the deliveries that they have Now you can also bring in someone like Hadji Gordon You know who's played uh, sparingly in the last six weeks or so But as a boy It's like eight assists You know he's 21 More development as well So I just think And, and I think uh, the caller uh, Paul said there For me It's all about strength and depth You've got players you can rely on Top internationals They come on And they make a difference That's For me that's it in a nutshell uh, It's one of those nights Hugh Monday night sometimes If something particularly big Has happened Usually for one of the the big two Then it it dominates Monday And Tuesday And Wednesday Um, But I do like to try and Mention as many of the important Talking points as we can Just whilst we run out of time How big a win was that For St Mirren At the weekend Mm. Huge Uh, Because They've had their COVID-19 related problems Uh, But they've gone And got themselves A very decent result At Livingston uh, they're one point behind Livingston now But they have three games in hand They are two points behind Ross County But they have three games in hand over them as well So Again if the Jim Goodwin can keep them all healthy uh, Then That was a turning point I think For St Mirren at the weekend Yeah massive uh, three points Gordon uh, um, Strong audio Hugh Something we would talk in here When, when a manager yeah. comes on and, and says something That's particularly interesting No matter who he is Strong it. audio I think that's what this would Fall Wonder. into that bracket With Gary Holt He says he's going to take A long look at himself After the loss to St Mirren um, He says he needs to work out Whether he's having any effect On the players And um, need to assess What's going on at the club At the moment It's in like a broken record It's happening too often uh, We're 15 games in And I can count the numerous things That we've this story's happened and repeated itself so I'll have to have a, a, a good right good look at myself see what I, if I'm doing right uh, things I'm doing right are the players buying into that and if we're not then I'll have a look at myself and what I'm going to do as I said it's a broken record I'm standing here in front of you guys and ladies and saying the same things played really well worked really hard um, created chances did we take them no we didn't and then you get a sucker punch with a goal at the end of the day it's, we're 15 games and we're not winning enough points in the bag so I'm not uh, after a decision whether I'm affecting the players or they get tired of me you know what I mean it happens at the end of the day you, you do move on if things aren't getting going the right way yeah, you look at yourself first and foremost I'll analyse it I'll analyse the players I'll analyse what I've done I'll go home tonight and did I do my best did I pick the right scene did I get the tactics right and if it's the same record over and over someone's got to change I have to tell you very quickly that when I was at the Daily Record I went to see Gary Holt when he was at Falkirk and he gave me the story of his life um, for a big interview and he told me about the effect that being in the military had had on his life in general and I thought there is one open, honest guy and I've never felt any other way about Gary Holt and what he had to say there is being absolutely truthful when people talk about I'll go home and look in the mirror that's what he was going to do on Saturday night. He hasn't gone, and I hope he doesn't, 
They've got Air United in the Betfred Cup next weekend. I wish them well, uh, but he is an honest man. In the blink of an eye, this show is almost done. Mm. I can't believe it's that time already. I apologise if you couldn't get through in the phones. It was as about as busy as I can remember in recent times, so we'll have to do it again tomorrow at six. Quickly then, you've got four more players who've played in the English Championship this season. They've played for Scotland, and they've played for a Scottish club. Go. <laughs> Are you familiar with the expression burst ball? <laughs> you too, honestly. Wait, on about I've just got about half a dozen of them now. Have you got four more to get? Oh, true enough. Because half a dozen plus four is ten, and that's how many we're looking for. Right, I'll need to give you clues. Derby oh. County. Um, Derby and Aberdeen. Shinny. Shinny. Right. Shinny. Okay, we're getting there. Rangers and Queens Park Rangers. You forgot about oh, this guy, Wallace. didn't you? You forgot Wallace. about him. Dundee United. And well, various who's he played for in the championship this season? Why can't I remember? It's dropped out of my head. He was at Leeds was, and then he uh, left. Is it not the the boy up? The left back. Oh my goodness! Why can't I remember which team oh, he went to? Barry Douglas. Barry Douglas. And this is the hardest one. He played up here for Dundee, and he's now at Derby. I think he played for Watford as well. It's the hardest one by a mile. Dundee. He went for Dundee to to Watford. Um, Initials. What about position? Left what? back. Oh. Left back for Dundee Craig for Scythe Fozier That oh. signed him oh, <laughs> oh, no. Right thank you Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans Thank you so much For all your calls and tweets It was extremely busy We're back tomorrow At 6 o'clock It's Roger Hanna And Mark Wilson With me tomorrow So make sure you join us And Callum Gallagher Is up next <laughs>